Hello, folks. Uh, I just wanted to come on before the podcast and let you know we had a bit of a technical snafu on this episode. Uh, we didn't record what is called a garage band track, so we had to pull the audio straight from the live stream. It's not that bad, but it is a quality that I just want you to know will not be consistent on this podcast. It will usually be a lot better. We just uh, messed up the recording a little bit on this one, but I still wanted to put it out because we talked about some really interesting stuff. And uh, hey, listen. The Patreon episodes audio, we fixed it, so maybe jump over there. But anyway, uh, enjoy this free episode of Dancers, and have a good one. Terrence, tell the people why this episode you're in peril, because we've we've talked about you being in peril uh-huh. before. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and tell the people why I set up the charger that I should have before, why you're in peril this episode. I do not have my Zen pouches right and now. On a scale of 1 to 10, how... Uh, how hard does that make your life? It makes it extremely hard. What What's the feeling you get when you don't have your... Zin is nicotine, correct? Yeah, it's nicotine. What is the feeling in your body when you don't have the nicotine that you crave so dearly? Um, I get very irate. Yeah. Um, I get very irrational. Okay. Um, I, it kind of taps into my primal self. Okay. My my the, the the dark self. So do you feel as though the nicotine sort of uh, tampers down your your true being? Oh, absolutely. Interesting. We don't need the full beast. Do you think that'll Do you think that'll come out on the podcast? Do you think like the real the real beast the 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 wolf within yeah. is going to rear its head into this podcast? Oh yeah, the wolf within is going to come out tonight, guys. Well. Let's hope everybody's okay with uh, with all that. How is it uh, going, everybody? I am your host, Dan Donahue, and we are uh, going on tour. Before we get started with the episode, uh, tour dates. We added we added one. We got Cleveland in uh, January. Yeah. So those are going to be up by uh, Sunday. So at the end of this episode, those tickets are going to be available for Cleveland. Hilarities. 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 Nice. One of the one of the greater club names. Yeah, yeah. Hello. I mean, that's like classic 80s, you know? Teehees was the one I did before I gave you that shirt for. Yeah, I know. Teehees is powerful. We also have Kansas City this weekend. Come to the Kansas City shows. We got Springfield, Missouri. We got Minneapolis. We got Rhode Island, Connecticut. Uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey. So all those tickets are going to be in the link tree. And then, Terrence, what do you, do you got anything? Um, I am going to be at the homestead. <laughs> I'm going to be at the homestead. That's not, that's not a venue, folks. He is just saying he's going to be at home. They actually, like, a, a few people messaged me and was like, do you have, like, a Facebook comedy page? And I was like, absolutely not. I am working on it, guys. Not, not only, no, and let's, now, I, I do want full honesty on this podcast. I think it's very compelling to people, even if the honesty is ugly. Uh-huh. I think it's more compelling than uh dishonesty okay. i always think honesty is generally the best uh policy uh-huh. but um so let's be honest with these people yeah. if i don't set up terrence's facebook comedy page it is never <laughs> going to get set up there i mean never say never but i mean it is the an chances impossible. are so 
so low. It is like you know how neutrinos, the the particles, you gotta like catch them in those big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Once in a bit, but it's there. They catch right. them. You know what I mean? The the chances of a hydrogen collider ending the known universe as we know it. Yeah. Is yeah. much higher than Terrence starting his own Facebook comedy the page. The heat death of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about that? The heat death of the universe. Oh yeah. From oh, time yeah. to time. Oh yeah. I think about that more and more as, as time um, goes on. As I get older, you know. You yeah. Know more about the metaphysical. And um, yeah, yeah, I think about it. I don't think about it as much as I did. That's kind of like a mid late twenties thing. That's kind of like when you're still young and spry, and then once you hit thirty, you're like. I need to think about tax. I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You're just like, man, these taxes. Tax. Yeah, I actually need to see the dentist. So I'm going to stop thinking about how the world is, uh, you know, essentially balancing on a string oh, yeah. of like yeah. protons and neutrons firing off at the correct yeah. time. To- all, all that gets thrown away once you actually like read your check stub. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you realize, oh, I should have gone to college. <laughs> I should, I should have gotten off of Reddit and gone to college. Yeah, you, and that's when the regrets come, and you're just like, man, what did I do for the last ten years? Um, well, it's good that you're here, Terrence, even though you are in a diminished state as always. But I wanted to talk a little bit about if you could throw this up in the chat. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was in Dayton, Kentucky. I was there for a total of 24 hours exactly. Mm-hmm. I got in at 6 a.m. the morning before and I left at 6 a.m. the morning after. Mm-hmm. Um it was lovely. Have you ever been to Kentucky or anywhere in that area? I stopped at a Walmart in Kentucky. Yeah, man. I, it was truly I've never seen like a full service Walmart. It's incredible. It was like literally like the community center. Yeah, well there's two things that I saw in Dayton, Kentucky. Uh, I saw a man walking down the street with a crossbow, just walking, just casually. Yeah. Like he was taking his crossbow for a walk. Uh-huh. Like he was like, honey, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do the dishes, but right now I have to, I have to take the crossbow out. Our neighbors aren't scared enough. <laughs> I have to do my daily duty of taking the crossbow for a stroll. The daily flex. Um, and the other thing I saw is this was maybe the most Kentucky thing I, I saw is a guy went into a coffee shop that I was in, uh, you know, writing. You know how I am. Yeah, I'm writing. You're I'm writing. just in the coffee shop. Right. And it's yeah. not a big, yeah. big deal. Don't know um, what you don't can't read it, but we're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah if writing. you look at it after you think it is like runish. Right. <laughs> Nordic root. I realized I could never do not that I would want to, but even if I did, I could never do like a Zodiac killer style uh series of um rampages because no one could read my notes uh-huh. i would leave notes at the crime scene and they'd be like we're actually going to give up on this case <laughs> we have dna but to compile all the evidence we would need to try to decipher this handwriting and so we're just going to let this guy slide yeah yeah um it's just necronomicon language <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes i do worry when i write mm. Because my handwriting is so bad and it is essentially at this point just sort of uh, symbols. Mm. Like my, my handwriting is so bad, it's just symbology at this point. Mm. So I am worried at some point I will accidentally summon a deity to this earth Absolutely. that will torment me yeah. and, uh, you know, make me actually cross my T's instead of just kind of 
yeah. looping down and crossing. Yeah. How you write is how people like speak in tongues. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Feeling, you know my, I mean? my handwriting is like the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, I remember you left like a notebook at our house. And we, were just, we were like, what is this? No, if you tried. <laughs> If you tried reading my hand, people have tried reading my handwriting and it does sound like they're talking in tongues. They're like, yeah, what yeah. did he put here? No. Oh, okay. No, I think it says. Yeah, yeah, Actually, someone's asking here. Can we see your handwriting? I'll tell you what you, I, I, you know I, what? I'm not going to do that. Cause we didn't, we forgot to plug, uh, we forgot forgot to plug the patreon mm -hmm. if you join the patreon uh which is also in the link tree i'm gonna post i'm gonna after this episode and we after we record the patreon episode yeah. which we do an extra episode every uh every week i will post a picture of my handwriting Absolutely. but um pages i'm in the coffee shop i'm writing a guy comes in um sort of a, a guy who seems kind of like a fixture of mm -hmm. this town right seems like it seems like a guy I was talking about it on the last Patreon episode. He's like a real outside kind of dude. That not that doesn't mean homeless. Yeah, yeah. That just, just means he's guy. a guy. He's an outside kind of guy. Yeah, he's always yeah. outside. Mm. Um, he comes in and he's like, "I don't have enough money for the coffee, but I could tell you a story." Mm. Like he tried to exchange a a story for the coffee, and the yeah. craziest thing, they let him. Oh, that's powerful. They were like, "Yeah, sure," and he tells his story, and they yeah. give him the coffee. Yeah, knowing that he has just tons of gold, just like <laughs> buried somewhere. He, he just has. yeah, but he's not going to give it to you unless you show him that your heart is pure. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely, he's an apparition. The shows were so good, dude, and like this was a trip that honestly, again, honesty is the best policy. Mm. In the back of my head, I was kind of worried about because. I didn't know if I was even going to break even money wise on the mm -hmm. trip. Like I was, I was really like, man, I'm, I'm going to be like spending money and also like whatever. And then I got there and I did the two shows and I was like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Who like, I'll make it back. Even if I, I don't know what the breakdown was at this point, but I'm like, it was so fun. Yeah. We, I, I was performing in a church. Oh, yeah. There's a comedy club that they they bought like a rundown church and they made a comedy club in it. Mm -hmm. People in the neighborhood are like pissed about it, which makes it even cooler because it's like a punk rock kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. it was aw I was like, I hope yeah. protesters come. Yeah, yeah. I hope someone tries throwing a brick at me. Like this is the bad. This is what it's all about. Yeah. It uh, really was. Those places that are just like one bad moment away from getting burnt down. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Yeah, if yeah. it wasn't made out of brick, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, uh, it was uh, it was really good. Thank you for the people who came out to that show. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give uh I I try to give the road updates on the Patreon mm. uh but it, you know I, I want to give people a little sneak preview here oh yeah we we wanted to talk before you go down there we had a couple other things mm. on the docket oh yeah Terrence What's that? had you listened to Taylor Swift before I threw it on uh, before I threw her on in the car you know go ahead click it when I here you go guys when I'm uh the times I have drived other people's car, of course, I do not have a car right now, nor have I ever owned a car. Um, oh, really? I, well, I had <laughs> that's uh, we'll we'll put a cap on that. Put a, that's put a actually a very funny story once yeah. we get to the next topic. But um, no, I have. I, I think I've only heard one Taylor Swift song in its completion mm -hmm. earnestly. I know next to nothing about Taylor Swift. I know a little bit about her story. Yeah. 
Um, prolific story, profound yeah, story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's somewhere in between, just like a talent person, industry plant, just like all the controversy of a. Here's the thing: star. you can't get that big without everything like being said about you. Like yeah. Michael Jackson was a. Uh, where where was Michael Jackson from? He was from uh, I think from Gary, Indiana. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he was like gang affiliated. Get no Michael Jackson. You can look this up. Uh, my, a very good com comic. Uh, my buddy Opie told me, um, and and I was like, that does not sound real. Uh, um, go ahead and open another tab while I talk about this. And uh, but yeah, Michael Jackson grew up in like a really like tough neighborhood, and there are pictures of him mm. with. Okay, you want me to find it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look up <laughs> Michael Jackson gang. Michael Jackson gang. Because it, well, I know there's that picture with him like throwing up seas. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, that's like <laughs> I can't. Dude, that's so funny. Truly, dude. <laughs> Michael Jackson, '89 East Coast Crip. Yeah. Oh my good, that's like a. Um, I don't mean to go deep in the gang history. Like, no, uh, please. I'm sure the people who are listening like, would. East Coast Crip. That's like. That's like a very long-standing um, crip set. Wow. I mean, it makes sense that it would be in Indiana. So what I'm saying is the fact that Taylor Swift has not been accused of being gang-affiliated yet yeah. shows that she is incredibly popular, but perhaps not yet at the echelon of Mike. As soon as a picture comes out of Taylor Swift like repping Latin Kings, yeah. I don't think that she's at that level yet. Because that, 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 like, what I'm saying is, when someone becomes such an icon, when someone becomes such a incredibly powerful icon in the public eye, yeah. everything is going to be said about them. They're in the Illuminati. They're a gang member. They uh -huh. like all, all the now. I, by the way, I say that I don't, I don't really know if Michael Jackson was actually gang affiliated. What yeah. I'm talking about is the fact that he is like said to be that yeah. which seems pretty unlikely yeah but like with with people who are incredibly famous it's like everything is gonna get said about them so like the taylor swift she's a nepo baby she's an industry plant she made like all everything's gonna be said about you yeah. you know what i mean yeah there's very few she did 9-11 <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah even yeah. i mean even the rock gets like a lot of stuff thrown around about him and stuff like like there's people who, and he seems to be sort of like one of the more untouchable people in the public eye but even he has so uh yes i like i've heard all that stuff about taylor swift now what did you feel about the the songs that we listened to i think i I think I was talking about you with the car. I was like, I don't understand this, but at the same time, I know it's I know it's not for me. Mm -hmm. But I and I can understand why it's popular. I just I'm like I can just not in my mind I cannot find anything redeeming. Not because she's not good. Um, I've seen her like concert. She's a hard worker. She actually makes. She well, has a good team. Let me let stuff. me add let me add a couple of things to what you're saying here because okay. I, I I am with you. Like it, it's not something that I would turn on and listen to myself. When I listen to her music, I think this is something that is made to be played in a stadium. Yeah. That a private jet that is the size of a yacht was flown to, yeah. and she performs it in front of uh, fifty thousand people 
30,000 of whom who are actively crying. It's like that. Yeah. That's the kind of music it is. But but it's just like the Taylor Swift fan. I I was talking in the car. I'm like, are they doing like MK Ultra stuff on the track? It's like, you know how you know, it's like this people like I think it's a momentum thing, right? Yeah. I I think that people kind of just build momentum certain people whether it's sheer talent or luck, but at that level it's always a mixture of both. Yeah. At yeah. that level, it is always a mixture of incredible talent and incredible yeah. luck. I think I think I just want to add this. Her yeah. sound is like, you know what like bass does to black people? Like <laughs> what whatever happens in a Taylor Swift song, it just makes young white women go feral. Or what uh what heavy metal does to certain white people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just want to where you them. listen to it, you're like, I think glass should break right now. <laughs> I, I don't know where or with what, but glass is going to break at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is that is definitely uh that's the vibe yeah. of and that that here is um she's doing some really good commentary. The oh, white yeah. woman perspective. She's really Yeah, <laughs> you need the WWP, but um yeah, you know, some some of Taylor Swift's uh songs, you know, like that that's the other thing about a song with such wide sweeping mass appeal is some of the times like it does seem oh the song is sort of made for that reason but yeah. i mean i think it, it, breaking down someone music someone's music is so stupid because it's it's all subjective it's all about the per people's opinions yeah but uh it is really like wild the impact that she has i mean like the fact that the nfl mm -hmm. is just completely using her being at the games throughout the they cut to her four times yeah. also she's going to kansas city once a week <laughs> that's crazy i mean at that point i i think she has that type of fame where it's just like I could see her going to just Kansas City just to like relax. But you know, what once I mean? a week, yeah, she's going to Kansas. I mean, she can afford it. He's yeah, but still, you're st you can afford to go anywhere, and you go to can Travis Kelsey mm -hmm. is putting up like combine record Cunnilingus stats. <laughs> There's no, I mean that that boy is doing something. Yeah. That young man is doing something to have a the most famous person in the world fly to Kansas City. Absolutely. Please come to my shows in Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City is beautiful. But have you ever been? No, I'm so excited to go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. It's very beautiful city. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I and then there. Springfield, Missouri. Oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. Bass Pro. Oh yeah, we talked about Bass Pro. Yeah, dude. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to listen to Taylor Swift with you. Yeah, like I, I was thinking, like whenever I hear a Taylor Swift song, it just I automatically just taste like a Bud Light in my mouth. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's like that. It's like ooh, we're at a you know Jersey's, you know, yeah, a Jersey so, Mike. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not Jersey Mike's, but just people with jerseys. Oh, you know, I just, understand. You know, just like a sporting event. <laughs> that that's 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 the only thing that I. You know, I didn't know if she had some sort of a relationship to Jersey Mike's. The, she probably uh, the does. House. Yeah. She probably owns Jersey Mike's. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, and then we had we had one more thing uh, on the on the docket. Oh yeah, dude, I love having business to handle. I love <laughs> I love having business to take care of. Right.
right here, bro. I wanted to talk a little bit because I, I think it's important for people to get to know Terrence here, right? And uh, and I feel like you guys have through the glimpses into his a faltering mental health that we've had on the <laughs> podcast. But something that you don't know, it, actually, when I first met you, uh, you went from not having a job to having a job at the DMV. What? No, dude. Since you've known me, I've always been employed. Not at the same place, not continuously, but your boy stays employed. In that case, you you had shifted jobs to working at the DMV yes, uh, yes. when I first knew you. Yes, yes, indeed. Back when I was, like, nervous to talk to you because yeah. I was like, and that my how the tables have turned. <laughs> the, ta the tables have not turned. My how the tables have turned. The tables have not. I'm doing great. You are doing great. Yeah. No, you're doing good. You you insulted me very deeply at the Buffalo Wild Wings earlier you, today. You admitted it. I won. I won. You no. admitted it. <laughs> First of all, human conversation is not a series of wins and losses. It is just sort of a beautiful confluence of dialogue that yeah. we have and share with one another yeah no but like it being a con that's a type of energy sure <laughs> you're jingling oh man i'm gonna doctor so you're jingling yeah. keys i'm like dude oh you're being dan right now you're yeah. jingling keys it's fun uh-huh when you're out at buffalo wild wings with your friends and you're just silent just smiling you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you just jingle keys. I start jingling keys at my buddy to see if he reacts to it like a baby would. No. And that's nice. Sociopathic. Friend, <laughs> friends are just cats. I was just looking at you and I wanted to scream. Stop being a sociopath. I'm dude. not. I'm. It wasn't Stop. me being a sociopath. I was treating my friend like a beautiful baby. <laughs> is it wrong to treat your friend like a beautiful baby? And if it is, lock me up. I could just see you just trying to. How do I get a stimulus effect? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're all doing that. So why not be upfront about it and uh, jingle keys in front of someone's face? Dude, you are so lucky. I could have just bumped killing and be like, yo, look at Dan. And it would have yeah. been over. For no, you, it would have been fine. It would have been if over. If you think I haven't dealt with a two on one against you and Killian before, you're crazy. No, I'm no, comfortable. No. I'm you, comfortable with you that. You just had a straight face. And then a week later, you're like, uh, I'm like <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. I've been I've been like fighting with my brothers for years and years. And that's what's made me strong. All right. No. Well, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 Um, what were we talking about? The DMV. The now, DMA. you start working there. This is at sort of. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the height of your sort of, uh, let's call it drug-induced mania. Yeah. 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 What was it like holding down a very almost coveted government job um, at the height of that? Well, one thing you have to know about DMV, if you ever done any sort of like state or um, state adjacent work, it um, the levels of competent, like the the level of work, it always varies, but it is without a doubt all the time hard to get fired. Interesting. It is, it is insanely hard to get fired. Is that why people have this concept of people at DMV being rude? Because most of them are just like, yeah, I'll talk to you however I want. I'm not going to get fired for this. Yeah, pretty much. That's cool. No, it's it's pretty, like, if you've ever just had a bad experience with, like, someone at the DMV, just know that they're doing this because they it is they cannot get fired. They don't care if you live or die. They, I mean, it it depends. It de I was a pretty good worker. I'm sure you were. I was, even, like, at my worst, <laughs> I was, like, I'd, I'd have, like, a few yelling matches, which was, like, great. It's, like, great. Um, Tell me about those. 
We, we've heard so many DMV stories on the part of the person going into the DMV and having a bad time. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. tell us the other end of that. Take me take me from the beginning to the end of a bad confrontation you had with someone at the DMV. Well, OK, so I have to say this also, like the kind of like the bureaucratic red tape of it. Sure. It's confusing to even us. And we've gone through. I mean, we we will we will um have to face situations where you know you know where they're just telling you you know call this office call that office and then that other office tells you to call this office sure like that will happen to us all the time and you feel bad uh and the person on the other side should is justifiably mad right but then when you try to explain it's just and then you get mad at them and then because you can't get fired there have been some times where I've had screaming matches with people. And um, this was like, I, I got hired during like the real ID kind of like change. Uh-huh. So that was wild because nobody knew what was up. We had to just go through the website ourselves and just see what you had to do. You had to talk to other uh, state uh, organizations like city halls. Right. City halls, they are the worst people ever i hate calling city hall i you know what's so funny i never even considered a city hall to be a place that even does something i felt like they do i feel like i feel like that's so funny because to me a city hall is kind of like the buckingham palace of a small town (laughs) it's just like yeah i don't i don't know if anything goes on there but like they decorate for halloween and stuff yeah and and i i think one of the other worst parts of it was talk was literally talking to other state workers who were just apathetic and right. I'm just like, I remember I was talking to this lady and I accidentally called her, sir. And she yelled at me for like two minutes for like, yeah, like she, she was like angry. And I was like, what, about so like, sorry. what was she? She was just like, I can't believe you would disrespect me like that. She was like, oh, ma'am, I am man. And then she just kept doing that for like a minute and a half. Yeah, because there's my question is, how did she have two minutes worth of steam on that one? Bro, the beauties of working for the state. Man. Yeah. <laughs> really do <laughs> but like um and like if you're like a half functioning uh kind of drug addict like i was then the work is insanely repetitive right so like you could just i i remember i was times where i'd be like i'd be on like xanax and adderall at the same time plus drunk come in like only a minute before eight and then just like roll through the day a guy comes in he's like yeah i need a driver's license you're like that's crazy yeah <laughs> no actually i worked in the um i worked in the the call center so this uh, was like the uh in massachusetts it's called the rmv yeah it's called the rmv registry of motor vehicles and i worked at the call center so it was super easy um the systems that they use are super old i i uh, a lot of uh, uh, podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts about how old the RMV system is. Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, Nat. I was early every time. I I was never late. That's crazy. I remember one time I was like, because I would take an Uber because I was so messed up. I would take just an Uber to my work every day when I did not have to. It's crazy. And I remember one time um, I was getting in an Uber and then the Uber was like, yo, you got to get out. I got to go do this thing. So he just like left me in the side of the road somewhere in Savin Hill. 
Oh, man. And it just happened. One of my coworkers was just driving by, just watching me, just looking sad. And she Aww. was like, hey, get in the car. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, that being an Uber, because uh, I drove Uber in Boston, that's a whole nother thing to get into. But mm. yeah, that, it was so funny to see you holding down a government job and just picturing that unfolding. It was insane. And like people loved me like. The yeah, union, I'm sure. I went to a, like a union meeting and they were like, yeah, we want you to be like the young guy. I, maybe they did that to like every young dude. Right. But they were like, you seem legit. You you seem like a good dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we really want you to be like a part of this. And they were kind of like grooming me. And in like the the good way, but they they were like grooming me to be like kind of a, uh, a I guess a uh, substantial part in the union. Were, um, were, did you ever consider it? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. thought about joining? I mean, I was pretty apathetic about everything, even comedy. Yeah, yeah. I was so apathetic about everything. I was like on the verge of quitting comedy and probably doing harming myself, but. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's what's funny is I think like everybody who does comedy cares about it to a pretty high degree. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people just can't. I don't I don't know. Like I've I've always prioritized it even in many ways to my detriment. But mm -hmm. it's never been I've never thought about quitting once. Yeah, I am. Think, I think about quitting like once a week. Well, you do quit. I once do. A week. I, I do. I quit once. Yeah, a week. you quit once a month. I disappear. Yeah. yeah. From life. It's very funny. But uh, but yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, there wasn't much. I wish I had like cool stories about. No, uh, you don't need cool stories. I just wanted to talk about the fact that you were working at the yeah. RMV when I met you. And that was just such a bananas idea to me. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Yeah. Did uh, did your friendship with Ricardo ever get in the way with work? Hell no. Bro, That's good. I would I would go from Ricardo's house to my job. Crazy. Like just blitzed. Crazy. Just looking wild. Yeah, Ricardo's never even been to the I don't think he's ever had a government document once. Absolutely not. That's really crazy. Dude, he like wrecked someone's car recently. Oh my god, of course he <laughs> I was did. Like, bro. And they're like still cool. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um throw something throw something in the chat why don't you oh, uh that's goodness. the that's the end of the uh that's the end of the pre-planned <laughs> segments but i'm sure that we got some good comments in the live and oh, uh my goodness. you can always join us for the live by the way absolutely, but absolutely but actually we have a question here from our longtime viewer nat here Nat's great nat love you nat uh she says nat i'm carries. on the brink of deciding if i want to keep being a teacher or if i want to do something completely different i go back and forth dude, dude teachers are i mean it's so messed up how we treat teachers but i don't think i've ever met a single teacher that's not like man i gotta find something else to do like i'm thinking about quitting yeah i've yeah. never met a single teacher that's not thinking about quitting yeah it's yeah. so it's meanwhile i've never talked to a police officer who isn't like this is awesome like <laughs> we have there's something going on in our country where like we gotta incentivize teachers more man or at least take some of the strain off of them because yeah. every there are so many teachers who are actively trying to get into stand-up comedy, and it's like, this is a bad sign. Yeah. You know who's not trying to actively get into stand-up comedy? Police officers. You know why? 
they're happy. They are so happy. Yeah. Dude. They get to sleep in their car. Not all of them. Some of them are very traumatized. I understand yeah. that. But oh, it's all like of them. All, the, of them. all of them. But like the money and the pensions generally pretty yeah. sweet. Pretty great. Endless promotions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get to um, wave your gun sometimes. You get to like conceal carry. You just get to carry your gun everywhere. And my dad was in the SWAT. So we'd like. We'd I have didn't just, know that. Yeah, yeah. He was in the SWAT team. Whoa. So like when when I was like younger, uh, well, when yeah, I was always in swatching. But when I was younger, we do like SWAT exercises in our when I lived with them, we do SWAT exercises in our house. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one time um, got to find the pinch points. Yeah, 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 dude. She's telling me about like this is the death tunnel right here and then all this stuff. Um, I remember uh, they were doing like a big SWAT exercise and they recruited me as one of the enemies. That's such a good that's hey, good casting yeah and then what they did we thought it was like me and this like dude from new hampshire like this live free or die type guy and we were just like hanging out in this like room rented room and we thought they were coming from the door we did like a fake ied like um booby trap sure but then they knocked out from the windows they ah, threw in a cool. grenade. it literally a flashbang oh an actual flash flashbang exploded in my face jesus christ and then i just like ran i ran into like a room under and i just hid under the table until yeah. they grabbed me that's funny yeah that was very fun time love you dad yeah that's how they train their swat team is to put them against one of the scaredest 12 year olds in the world i was like 19. okay that's not bad. <laughs> not you know what in that case i take what i say back you are the exact age and honestly demographic of the people they are probably swatting yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the Democrat, right. yes, yes, yes. I am the. I'm exactly what they're looking for. Right, a 130 pound, just PTS, just like hyper vigilant man. Now, go. What What does Nat want to do otherwise, or did she just say that she? Uh, okay. No, we got here. Uh, actually, we got a little update here. Yeah. So, so it's like, so it's like, what am I doing here? It's not the kids. It's getting micromanaged by my boss slash no money for my school because yeah. it's the therapeutic school. Um, Oof. it, oh, you have kind of experience in this. I mean, it, it whenever I think about this, like there's a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. I do I hate thinking about because it, it makes me so sad. And w one of those things is like we put so little money into the things that actually have long term benefit to society because it just doesn't benefit us in the short term. At least yeah. there are so many. Completely inept teachers, there are so many completely like good teachers that are completely overworked. But it's like because like upping the salary of teachers, first of all, we got we got the money for it. Yeah, yeah. we got the money for it. Yeah, yeah, we just put it into other stuff because there's a bunch of private companies we need to look out for. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they they give them nothing. The the special needs teachers are generally even worse. Yeah, like not in terms of not in terms of their like like their special te needs teachers who are great i'm saying like they're worse off yeah because it's it's generally the group of people that like for whatever reasons like some people got into special needs teaching because they wanted to others mm -hmm. got into special needs teaching literally because they were like well 
this will be easier. Yeah. So I'll just do this, which yeah. is not, but that's just someone the someone we think we could like. They look like they can take a punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, how yeah. they pick us. Yeah. They they, no. they they look at a person and they go, You could lose a lot of blood and still be fine. Yeah. We're gonna have yeah. you with the troubled children. Like just look for a dude with a scar on their face. You know what I'm saying? Cause cause we we luckily don't arm teachers, but you could so easily armed it, that'd be so funny. You could so easily. I mean, here's the thing: we should we should not arm teachers to prevent uh, mass shootings, uh-huh. but there should be a gun range at the school where the teachers can let off steam. The guns don't leave the gun range; they don't. They lock it up. Also, I'm obviously kidding. I don't think that would be very safe either. It's just a problem of them being smuggled out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know how there's like gangs in some schools. It's like the teachers they formed a power block. <laughs> <laughs> now they have they have power on these streets. That might work, dude. Yeah. You know what happened recently that ma- it made me really really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was watching regular TV in a hotel room, mm-hmm. um, in Des Moines. Like I was watching just whatever, like a sports game and. Mm-hmm. A advertisement came on for like a laser tag thing where a bunch of kids are like wearing laser tag vests and they're seeing, shooting each other with laser. And my first thought, like my first uh, notion of it was to think about school shootings. And I was like, man, things are really. And I'm, I'm not talking like uh, statistics and stuff, it's bad, obviously, yeah. too, but I'm talking about just like. The zeitgeist, the, the, the zi- con- that's the ex- conscious, the, the, the collective the conscious, conscious yeah. the collective conscious is so messed up because like I don't steep myself in that. I don't like inundate myself with news or uh, or bad stuff. Like I don't have Twitter for that reason because Twitter to me was mostly uh, mm-hmm. mostly news. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, when it comes to that sort of thing, it makes me so upset because I didn't want to have that thought. But it just can't because you're just so inundated with school shooting stuff. You start yeah. some. Oh, yeah. This was just a little side thing. Uh, I don't think it's too controversial. But yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think we can get some input on this. So, Great. Um, from Urza Fox here. Uh, didn't the NFL suffer sales during COVID as bad as everyone? Uh, looking for new gen audience too. Uh, new gen, I guess. New they generation. Are looking for, yeah. Uh, since we know the cost and con- and concussions and TBI mm-hmm. are closer to age, where our sports hero heroes are being visibly enfeebled from the energy yep. from from the injuries. I'm sorry. Of course. So I think he's he's basically saying, you know, do you think the NFL has some? Do you think the new gen, new generation of people? Well, yeah. Let me let me actually talk about this because this is a really really uh interesting point that I think this person is making. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. As we become more and more aware of the effects that sports have on athletes' bodies. Mm. A lot of things come to like I I do truly believe that sports have incredible merit for not only society as a whole. Yeah. But for me, I like watching I get a lot out of sports and sports stories. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the surefire ways to make me feel very emotional is to see like a like good sportsmanship like mm-hmm. for some reason that just gets me mm-hmm. however information about uh cte concussions and stuff yeah d- now here's here's what i'll say mm-hmm. 
for many, many years, this is a theory. This is just a theory I have. For many, many years, the UFC uh, and mixed martial arts in general mm -hmm. has had this discussion where you have the best fighters in the UFC, and there's always this debate where it's like, well, the best athletes in the world, like I'm saying pure athletes, mm -hmm. tend to do other things because when you think about it, why would you do mixed martial arts if you were an absolute top-tier athlete? Uh -huh. Because the the pay is way lower, mm -hmm. the risk is way higher. Mm -hmm. Why would you go into martial arts, like mixed martial arts, unless you loved it? Now, th yeah. th But this is the thing. Mm -hmm. I think there will always be people who want to do things like boxing, mixed martial arts, bare-knuckle boxing, which is a oh, like, huge thing now. King of fighters. Yeah. No, no. What is it? Uh, King of the streets. Yeah. King of the streets. Bro. Now, if you talk to any of those guys, if you sat them down and were like, actually, like you're being exploited right now. And like, this is I, like, it's true that they are. They're absolutely being yeah. exploited. I want conditions for those guys to get a lot better. I want oh. the pay to increase. I want all of that stuff for them. Oh. But I think many of them would still want to fight. Oh, yeah. Even if you laid out, if you put them through like a, sem a two month seminar where they became like neurologists after it, they would still probably be fighting because it's just a mentality certain people have. It's this thing where it's like, I'm glad they have kind of an outlet for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be like, are you worried about the like the CT and they just give you the Jocko stare? Yeah, <laughs> they just Dead silence. Just give you the Jocko stare. Just like I am a warrior. So I think I think in terms of that, like it's important a to get that information out, because obviously, like we want our sports heroes to be as healthy as possible. Mm. But a lot of those just when you when you listen to them, uh. When you hear them talk, it really does seem like they, the, it, well, it's, it's all, yeah, it's bad. It's always been bad. Like we, we've had an idea of this for a while. Like the term punchy has been around for a very long time in okay. boxing. Uh, but now we're realizing punchy is actually like irreversible brain damage. <laughs> And it's 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 really sad. It's really devastating. You do wonder if people back then knew and have had all the information, yeah. uh, if they would still do it. But the answer is like now. Hell yeah. Now this is this is also this is an inflated version of this. Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, I was just gonna add yeah, a story because I think uh, they thought that my dad had CT because he played no. semi professional football. He oh, almost yeah. got into the majors, and he was, I believe, a linebacker. And, oh, linebacker, yeah. And back then, they were like, you have to start with the head. <laughs> oh, well, also also linebackers back then, because they ran out of the eye formation more, uh, uh, would have to just be get drilled by fullbacks all yeah, day. They were just yeah. getting drilled by fullbacks constantly. So, yeah, that's it's a rough. It, and But you look at a guy. Now, let me just give you an example. Gervonta Davis. Okay. He's a boxer mm. from Baltimore. And I mean... Baltimore, oh. dude. This Is guy, he the dude, who um just beat the Ryan Garcia. Okay, yeah, just beat Ryan Garcia. Um, this guy came up in like abject rough situation, and that's where a lot of boxers come from. Mm -hmm. That guy, I think, would box no matter what. Yeah, if you could get lay all the information out, out about it, and he would still box. And I think that that's similar with a lot of football players. Mm -hmm. Um. I think honestly the best way, like 
this is the the thing is society isn't perfect and isn't going to be perfect. We're never going to be perfectly engineered. Like we like football. Two things can be held at the same time and it's not contradictory, contradictory. It's just the duality of people. It's like we can understand football is bad for you and yet people still want to play it and people still want to watch it. And I think there's another side to it because there's another part to I'm actually going to put it back up for a little Mm -hmm. second here. Um, there's another part to this. It's and it's like when it comes to young people, is the NFL in itself like appealing to young people? Because it's kind of like you know how they're saying like the Oscars had there's like the lowest yes. viewing. Yes. But people still like good movies, but the Oscars yes. as an institution. It's not as strong as it used to be. And it's kind of diluted. And the NFL could be the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised because here's another thing. I think the NFL by proxy mm-hmm. is a incredibly conservative institution. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very conservative institution. Now, when I say that, I'm not just talking about like, oh, the people in the NFL tend to vote for Republicans. I mean, like the <laughs> the physical makeup of the NFL, they fly fighter jets during the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. they there's so many uh, military commercials during NFL games. Mm-hmm. And I think like political shifts do affect people's perception of sports. And I think if you got like a young, politically active Gen Z person, and you sat them down and let's say they didn't know anything about football and you sat them down. They, you showed them football. You showed them like top to bottom what it is, what it's like, all that stuff. Um, I think they would find a lot of uh, moral issues. I now personally, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think that I just think they may be just tired with the NFL, maybe certain rules, maybe like the, right. the I guess the. I guess the ethos or their um, official statements or whatever, but football, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like all the different fighting competition companies. Yeah. I think it's just like that. Cause football will never, it is a bona fide good sport. Organizations die, but the sport itself does. Yeah. I, so this is something I actually, I think is interesting to dive into a little bit. And I want to get your opinion on this when I say it, mm-hmm. I think the UFC is a very exploitative organization. I don't like, I'm going to just be honest here. I don't, there's parts of the UFC that I really don't like. However, there's another thing that, that goes on simultaneously where it's like, they're also the highest paying. They're the highest grossing and they're also the highest paying, right? They've made moves that I really, really don't like. They've uh they didn't they stopped letting athletes get their own sponsorships to wear in the ring and yeah, they yeah, they yeah. monopolized that like they've yeah. done, but I still watch it, man. Because it's so I good. still watch. Well, I'm just so compelled by it. I've been watching it since I was a kid, but it does give me conflict. It makes me conflicted because it makes me think: Am I a bad person for continuing to watch this thing that I do have direct moral? disagreements with yeah and i'm on the other side just like i just want to see blood yeah yeah uh, well you you on the other hand will watch like russian fighting leagues that i don't even think are sanctioned (laughs) just two dudes just two of the toughest dudes in their towns in eastern europe just going at it because i just want to um yeah 
Yeah, the those the, now those fighting leagues I have uh more of a problem with. Uh I have no problem with them. Y- yeah. Well, you know, I do like the videos where the guy has like uh a guy gets the shit kicked out of him who also seems to have a Nazi tattoo. Yeah. That's that's cool. He's like a recurring guy. That's yeah, but then but then when I watch it with you, I realize that guy wins sometimes and I'm like, Yeah, I don't like this. This is bad my boy from france there's a there's a ufc fighter with a a communist hammer and sickle tattoo and i really do wonder if that's going to cause some upheaval i mean that's not even i mean yeah in williamsburg not in the ufc that's a there's gonna be like a hipster um you know types that every no. yeah and the hammer and sickle this is the thing about the ufc every dude. e-girl has a hammer and every sickle e-girl but <laughs> I would I would doubt there has ever been a progressive UFC champion ever. I don't know if there has ever been a politically no, the very sport goes against. That. I, yeah, well, that, that's the thing, dude. I I I had this conversation with my friend Cooper because he was he asked me such interesting questions because I've been watching the sport for so long, and he was like, "Do you think there's ever been a Democrat who has won a UFC championship?" Mm-hmm. And I can't really think of one the closest thing is just like a 90s liberal you know what I mean? yeah 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 like a bill maher type guy yeah, but even yeah, yeah. though I, mean, I don't even yeah. but, but it's interesting yeah I, I think what it does really show you is like the importance of being able to understand like a level of duality in your life to also be a human being it's like you don't need to be perfect you can do certain things that you've I, as long as it's not directly harming others and stuff there's like just gonna be a level of moral it's like it's like the whole vegans eating uh bugs that are Mm -hmm. or like that that get killed in the preparation of their vegetables it's like they're doing the right thing they're doing a really good thing but it doesn't completely free them moral it just puts them in like a better moral place but it's a scale you're never it's never binary Right. You're never making the correct moral decision. You always just have to kind of weigh it. And it's like sometimes you've got to be like, yeah, you know what? Kind of being a person is actually hard sometimes. And I'm yeah. just going to enjoy this thing. Sometimes you just got to say, I just want to see blood. It's like this thing that people <laughs> you're, I don't fully I don't fully disagree with you in this way, because I think there's this thing where everyone needs to politicize the things that they enjoy, no. where you can't just like the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. You have to write a dissertation about why the Barbie movie is also incredibly important to society. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what if you feel that way, that's great. If you want to write the dissertation, that's great. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can just like something. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know why circuses and uh and popcorn have been around for a long time? Because people need to enjoy life to a degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that, dude. I feel. I just want to say, I just want to put this comment up here. Mm-hmm. From Catherine, go ahead, read it. Poor bugs. Poor bugs. Bugs and and mice and voles. Here we go. Right here. Next question. Right here. Bam. I think it would be harder to be a bug. Absolutely. Do you think it'd be harder to be a bug than to be a person? I think it'd be harder to be. I was gonna say it'd be it'd be harder to be a big bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm the biggest bird. What if you're the biggest bird? What if you're the biggest bird? What if you're an ostrich? Oh man. Oh man. They would seem angry all the time. Well, my. I think it. I think it would be easier to be a bug. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have uh you don't have like the weight of consciousness. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I, thank you. Thank you, Catherine, for saying I'm like these poor bugs. These poor UFC fighters, but I want to see blood. <laughs> uh, oh, you think that she? Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. to the organization, I think a lot of them are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I do think that that's that's a very interesting, fundamentally human thing, and I think we are we're going away from it in society. I think society is going in this direction of sort of a binary understanding of good and bad. Yeah. Because I think we've simplified things to this level where everything needs to fit in a one minute TikTok. So we can't really discuss like, oh, well, this person, like it's understandable why they're acting this way, but their opinions may not be right. And it has to be like, this is why, uh, this is why Chet Hanks is the most evil man in the entire world. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think everything he does is great, but are we going to be that reductive? Yeah. I just want to say we're, um, we're having a big, Big uh, bug conversation in the chat. Honey, I shrunk the kid. The ants. It's. I, I just wanted to mention that you guys are funny. As hell. <laughs> We're talking about the 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 morality of uh, the UFC and greater society, and people are like, "What this, dude? Oh, I f this. I'm sorry. Oh, you're okay. Don't worry about it. Um, Who cares? Hey, if you can't handle that, go back to Sea World, baby. Go back to Sea World. Um, you ever been to Sea World? No, I have. Here's the thing. This is so funny tying it to the conversation. After seeing Black Whale, I'm morally opposed to it. However, I'll eat salmon. Oh yeah, every day. I will eat whale if I go to Japan. <laughs> you best believe I am getting me some dolphin, bruh, bruh. <laughs> you think it would taste good? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it'd probably be. I'd maybe I would think it would be. Um, I don't even know. Maybe do you, gamey. Do you ever have to? morally justify to yourself eating meat or do you not even think about it absolutely actually i do think morally um yeah i, I, I think about it deeply and i'm like i just want to see blood yeah well I, 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 I. that's the that's the funny thing about mm. i go back and forth with the idea of this because you know like Nikki Glazer, uh, she's a comic. I don't know if you've seen her stuff, but yeah, she yeah. she was on a podcast recently talking about being vegan, and she was like, "Well, um, it's crazy that we live in this world where uh, if anyone does anything rude or cruel to a dog, mm -hmm. we freak out. Mm -hmm. However, we can just eat a pig or a cow without thinking about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think what that points to." could be if you if you hear that and you feel that and you go well that means that you should never like eat an animal i respect the yeah. hell out of that no. but i think that you're gonna find contradictions like that throughout any society you're gonna mm -hmm. find contrad and i think it goes to show like being a person is not about like fundamentally engineering a perfect moral world sometimes like you want to be as moral as possible sometimes like part of being a human is that weirdness is yeah. the fact that like yeah a lot of this doesn't make sense yeah. a lot of this is yeah, actually yeah. downright weird makes but, it makes you think but both of those things can still like exist yeah, both of those yeah. things can still be real yeah we just treat dogs more like people like yeah. that's just how our society in egypt cats were like treated like gods yeah and we don't treat cats like gods here but we you know we definitely treat them better than a, a cow mm -hmm. so it's it's just like yeah like society is built on these 
inherent contradictions and part of being a person part of being a human being is sometimes just being okay with those now if you want to be a, a vegan more power to you and that's great i'm gonna take a strong stance on this okay um i think i think v because i know a few vegans i've dated a vegan um i think my opinion vegan veganism is a bit extreme go on um vegetarianism uh, just as Nat uh, mentioned in the chat, that's reasonable. Mm -hmm. That is very reasonable. But veganism, it's I remember I was talking with my ex-girl and she was like, I'm losing, you know, I'm starting to like lose my hair. I don't have a lot of energy. And I was like, oh, just like eating eggs or something. I, I knew a woman who was going through like very extreme health problems. And yeah. uh, the doctor suggested that she eat meat and they got better instant and it's like i mean i think veganism if it's like something religious then that makes sense sure. but like i think it's just too much i and i, I might get people mad but it i think it's just it's you know. well it's person to person i think it, i think it's just as reductive to be like it's too much i think that if, if certain people want to be vegans and they're healthy they they should just be vegans and be healthy but also there's ways to do veganism where you actually can sort of bioengineer the nutrients that you do need, yeah. but it just it costs a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to mention uh, from this badly, the guy that wants to see blood is talking about veganism as extreme. Yes, yes. We got to think about this. Well, as uh, uh, God, what was that? Th that guy who did, did that book, uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. I forget his name. Yeah, but uh, he he was very clear about this. Where he's like, well, he, like, part of being a human is like being half sentient and half animal, and part of that being an animal is like you're gonna end up eating life. Listen, like, yeah. I know this is this is a stupid point to make, but it's like, yeah, those plants that you eat did require some animals to die, and also that plant was alive. So you can make the argument plants don't have feelings, but there's been some studies that show that they do have things that are similar to feelings. So, yeah, yeah. and I think, I think it's just more people are just uncomfortable with the, the even people who eat meat are um, uncomfortable with the process. I think uh, Urza mentioned up here, you gotta like, you know, you gotta like dress, you gotta like actually hunt and like dress an animal, right. you know, like undress them, skin them, whatnot, uh, prepare them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's I okay. I, I don't want to go all over the place. I do think veganism is it's a bit too far, and it's just so hard to maintain. For and if you're not doing it for religious reasons, it's just like, come on, bro, just eat an egg. But they just don't want they don't want animals to get hurt. Like they have they have a moral issue mm. with the idea of animals being harmed or kept in cages. And so they don't want to participate in that. Yeah. So they, a lot of them, I think do kind of know they're foregoing certain health benefits mm -hmm. of eating like really good, uh, like, you know, organic meat. And and it's a little harder, especially in this country, to do that sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. and the meat is. Oh my god! Yeah. Especially if you're traveling, could you imagine being vegan yeah. and traveling? Yeah. I I was in because I I I try to only eat meat once a week. That's that's my thing. I do make cutbacks. I do. I try to eat meat once a week. Loser, <laughs> loser. Eat a Slim Jim. Well, I, I'll, I'll I will, but just not. Just not a lot like that. That's the mm -hmm. sort of compromise that I make with myself. I understand. Okay, 
uh, eating it more like a controlled thing, like to, for you, self moderation. Oh, I just also think it's kind of messed up how much meat we eat in this country. Like, mm. I think I'd be, I think I'd be fine. Uh, you know, I've, I've like fished in my life and stuff. I've, mm. I'm fine with that. Like, I don't really have a lot of internal struggle with that. A lot of people say things like, oh, well, if you, if you eat meat, would you be comfortable with like, you know, uh, killing uh an animal and i was like to eat i think i would you'd have a problem with that? i don't think i would oh no no, no, no but but on that same note i don't think we need to be killing the amount that we are mm -hmm. i think it's a little bit silly how often we eat meat i think it's a little bit silly as a country we think that a meal isn't a meal unless there is meat involved in it yeah. and i think it does cause on the on the opposite end of what you're saying a lot of health mm -hmm. problems no no i'd say my only issue is just like the quality of meat that uh especially right. again that's pretty much it i mean you can cook all the you can eat all the i'm a ham i'm a steak eggs bacon in the morning even though i do not eat it i usually like when's the last time you got your blood pressure checked um this was like seven years ago that's and, the last time i was in a hospital and, wh and where was how where was your blood pressure at do you remember it was extremely high okay and i'm gonna say because i walked like two miles to boston medical center um through boston skid row i drank like three red bulls what boston skid row is that mass ave yeah 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 no, no, no. yeah and they were like your blood pressure is insanely high and i was like yeah i drank like three red bulls on the way here um yeah and that was seven years ago that was the last but time. i feel like that's still kind of an accurate reading of your blood pressure because you usually are in that state no no my blood pressure is fine uh I think I got my blood pressure done uh, <laughs> when I had the, Can I talk about hemorrhoids, do you think? Oh, of course. Okay, so um, like a few months ago, I had like the largest hemorrhoid that burst. And I, I changed my mind. <laughs> okay, but. No, the, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cut, cutting out the uh, the graphics. Oh, no, I mean, you can be, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I was bleeding for. I'm sorry, days, buddy. Uh, and it was like the size of a, like a great, it was maybe not the size of a grape, but it was big and it was bleeding. And I went to an urgent care and uh, yeah, they took my blood pressure. They said, at least that said you good. were fine. Okay, good. Like, it's kind of weird that you're lightheaded. That's kind of a problem. It means you maybe have lost a lot of blood, but oh. your blood pressure is good. See, I, I kind of hurt my back a little, a little bit ago and I was feeling really down and I'm like, Oh, and then I hear my friend's health problems and I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. <laughs> You just see me once a week. Yeah. It's messed up. Um, well, folks, thank you for listening. We're going to switch over to the Patreon. So if you want to join that, it's five bucks a month. If you want to just try it out, throw that five bucks, listen to a couple episodes, go ahead and cancel it. Why not? Yeah. You yeah, know? know, or stick around if you like it. You know, that's yeah. that's all I'm, all I'm saying is this money goes to fixing Terrence's life. Yeah. Not it, a lot of it goes to me, but uh, <laughs> I just want money. Is that so bad? That's not is it bad to just want a little bit more money? No, you're the big daddy. Dude. I'm not doing great. <laughs> I'm doing fine. It's not great. Yeah, yeah. I did my taxes a little while ago, and uh, so I, I got to see exactly how much money I actually netted. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you off camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of decimals. <laughs> Um, 
it was like you know those checks that you get from like um like a supermarket that's that you used to work for or something oh. you got that three dollar check those. <laughs> yeah 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 it was one of those situations it's so funny when you get a, ta- a return on your taxes where the government's just like we're just gonna give you some cash man yeah I know I was doing better the minute that I just didn't get tax return. I didn't get any return. I haven't had returns in like <sighs> 10 years. Shut up. Stop bragging. I'm out here. I used to get like eight, a thousand. Yeah. And then that was just gone. I'm like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. A tax return is the government's way of understanding struggle, which yeah. I do appreciate. Real talk. Um, but anyway, well, thank you all for listening. Please join us on the Patreon. We're going to record it right after this. And uh, as always, have a good one. Thank you. Have a good one. Great.